I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 187, my review of Reminiscence, recalling the many things that are good and great about this new movie. So here we are again. Critics are giving Reminiscence which just debuted in theaters and on HBO Max, mixed reviews. They're saying it's derivative. Now, I agree that it's derivative, but I think that's excellent. And I think the movie is excellent. In general, I think being derivative is not a bad thing, and I disagree with the myopic critics who somehow miss how well Reminiscence puts all of these derivations together to make really one excellent, outstanding movie. Now, yes, Reminiscence is reminiscent of Blade Runner, even more so in some ways of Total Recall, and for that matter, of everything Philip K. Dick. But... Reminiscence also recalls a lot of Christopher Nolan's work, as well as movies as far back as the 1940s, such as Laura. And even Body Heat, in another way, that's from 1981. And if Reminiscence harkens to Westworld, well, what do you expect? Lisa Joy plays a central creative role in both Westworld and Reminiscence. Now, I admit I was a little bothered by Dan Dewey Newton's character Emily in Reminiscence being motivated by the exact same thing as her character Maeve in Westworld, that is, finding her daughter. But that's just one unnecessary misstep in a long list of gambits and interludes done very well, I thought, in Reminiscence. Among them are the deft mix of a flooded world and the refuge that people seek in their memories, and the outstanding acting by Hugh Jackman in the lead role and Rebecca Ferguson as his all-consuming love interest, by the name of May. Now, this is the first time I've seen Ferguson, and I have to say I'm very impressed. She's Swedish, and even before I knew that, she reminded me of Ingrid Bergman. And come to think of it, Jackman's Nick Bannister reminded me a bit of Bogart. Yeah, the one and only Humphrey Bogart. Now, is that supposed to be bad? Of course not. It makes Reminiscence even more fun to watch. Now, I'm not going to go into the plot. I don't want to risk giving you any spoilers. I will say that I do like happy endings, and I'll leave it to you to decide where the ending of Reminiscence resides on the happy-sad meter. Nick tells May that there are no happy endings, especially of happy stories, presumably because to end them is sad. You are stopping, you are concluding a story that was happy. 
And May responds that, therefore, she'd like to hear a happy story that ends right in the middle. Now, that's the kind of dialogue that lifts reminiscence into a top tier. And you know what? If it reminds us of triumphs in cyberpunk ranging from incandescence to altered carbon, well, I say, so much the better. The Light on Light Through podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed that brief review of Reminiscence. It's been over a month since I've been able to do a podcast. We've been traveling a lot. We're now up in Cape Cod, coming back to New York pretty soon. I'll definitely be back here soon with another episode of Light On, Light Through. Could be another review, could be a political commentary, who knows. But in the meantime, make sure you stay safe, stay sound, and enjoy. AD. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. Paul Levinson still codes about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.